can hear an amen. God's doing that. Let's say our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the Lord that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. God has opened my ears and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. The Bible tells us very clearly there. He says, if you confess your sins, if you confess your sins, God is faithful. Thank you, musicians. It was a wonderful time of worship. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. God said in his word, 1 John chapter 1, it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. If you live in the world and you have not obtained God's righteousness and you think you are a good person, you're deceiving yourself. And the worst type of deception is self-deception. Amen. When you are deceiving yourself because no one can convince you. It says, and the truth is not in us. Basically, you don't know the truth yet. But when you know the truth, then God, you, you want to go back to God. You want to go to God and ask for forgiveness. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. I said, thinking about that. What does that mean? God is faithful and just. Meaning, because He has said, he will forgive you no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. If you confess that sin before God, his God will not go back on his promise. He will forgive you every time. Amen. He will forgive you. And then he tells you he is faithful and just. Basically, he's not going to say, well, this time, I forgive you the other time, but this time, I'm having a hard time. He's going to forgive you every time. And so you're out there today, watching us via the internet, or you're here with us, remember that God will forgive you at all times. Not only that, listen to how He changes you when you talk to Him. He cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Everything that you've done wrong is forgiven. But not only forgiven, God cleanses you from all unrighteousness. And when you have been cleansed from all unrighteousness, you don't have unrighteousness anymore. Therefore, you are righteous before God. What Jesus has done for us, we really cannot fully understand. Just a simple prayer can change your life. Pastor Josh is going to come at the end of the service and invite those here and those out there if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning, God will forgive and raise you up. Amen? There's a lot of words said this morning about Satan's devices. Satan talking to you and telling you things that will make you lose your peace and your trust in God. Once you lose your peace, 
you no longer trust God. You may think you believe. Yes, you're saying you believe, but you've lost your peace. So the Bible tells us this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Do you know Satan's devices or you're ignorant? If you are, take, if you are ignorant of his devices, Satan will take advantage of you. See, you may think God's allowing whatever is going on in your life, you caused it. And because you don't understand Satan's devices, you've lost your peace. And now, Satan is taking advantage of you. May that never happen to you in Jesus' name. May Satan never take advantage of you for what God is giving to you. If you have somebody that you're always listening to, and they keep coming, and then you realize that they are taking advantage of you, what should you do? Stop it! Stop it! No, devil! I know what you're doing. You know, I've often said here, if I was looking for direction, and that Mr. Satan is standing there, and I can't find my way, and you have four ways, streets, I don't know where to go, and I said, Mr. Satan, uh, uh, please tell me where, where I'm trying to go. And Mr. Satan says, uh, you go this way. I said, thank you, Mr. Satan, and I go this way. <laughs> because he can't tell the truth. We are not unaware of his devices. So we can trust him and believe in him, trust God and believe in God. Amen? Please remember, God has already said in his word, even though you are a believer and you are righteous before God, sins will come, troubles will come into your way, come to your way. There's no way you can avoid it. Because the scripture has already said that. You know, Jesus had to deal with a lot of troubles. Constantly being, sometimes he had to hide his life. His brothers didn't even believe in him. And they said it openly to him. So Jesus had that. Listen, the Bible tells us in Job chapter 14 verse 1, Man who is born of woman is of few days. I would like to emphasize this, few days. You might be caught up with all kinds of stuff, but life is so short. The best place to be is to be with God and be in the house of God and have a solid relationship with God. Because life is short. Your life, no matter how long it is, with respect to eternity, life here is short. So make the best out of life. And the way to do it is to stay close to God. And His Word. You is man... If you are born of a woman, you have few days, and guess what the Bible says? Full of what? Troubles. You get rid of one trouble, and you turn around two more to deal with. That's life. But Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Peace, I live with you. Peace, I give to you. My peace. I give to you. Jesus is peace. I give to you. 
Don't allow your heart to be troubled. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. That's what Jesus told us. And that's the truth. So don't, you understand Satan's devices. Everything that Satan is doing is causing, is wants to make you lose your peace and to lose your faith. You know why? Because Christianity is a fight of faith. The good fight of faith. Why is it a good fight? Because you will always win if you stay with the Bible. It's a good fight. You resist the devil and he flees from you. John 14 verse 27, that's the scripture I just quoted to you. But Jesus tells us, peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Think about it. Who is Jesus? That's God. Almighty God. There's no other almighty God. There's one God. But think about it. If you have God's peace, why should you lose it? What can come against? God says, I'm very troubled this morning. I have a lot of trouble. Is that possible? But he's giving you his peace. And you can have this peace in your heart. Even in the presence of trouble. He says, not like the world gives. Basically, when things turn around for people of the world, they get troubled. They lose their peace. They can't sleep. They, they, all kinds of anxiety come into them. But for the Christian, when Satan begins, you are not unaware of his devices, and he begins to come and he makes you want to lose your peace, the Bible says the first thing to, go, to do is be anxious for what? But what? With prayer and supplication. In other words, tell Satan, get lost. I'm just going through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm going through. But God is with me. I have no reason to be afraid. God is with me. I have no reason to be afraid. I'm already aware that troubles will come my way. But I'm not alone. I have the peace of God. God is with me. I'm not letting go of God's peace in my life because of the troubles. God will make a way in the wilderness for me. Amen? God will do that. Listen to this. Even Paul said this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 8 and 9, it says, Paul says, But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great and effective door has been opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Whenever God has opened a lot of doors for your life, and you have hope, the door is already open. Even Paul understood this. You are going through the troubles and it seems like you have a lot of things to stop what you are believing God for and all these things coming to you, all what I call false symptoms and false things that Satan is coming because you are not unaware of his devices. Amen. You know these things will come and they are trying to oppose you and you seems like your life is going the other way. But God has opened, according to Paul here, great and effective doors 
But these doors are already opened. But there are many, many adversaries. But those adversaries are nothing. They couldn't stop Paul, but Paul acknowledged that they are there. But he didn't lose his peace. He kept doing what God has told him to do until the adversaries, all of them are completely out of the way. He was a great man. So troubles will come, but don't lose your peace. Let me tell you something. When something comes to you and you begin to lose your peace, we are human, okay? That comes to us. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit begins to minister to you. And now you got two individuals ministering to you. The devil is telling you one thing over this way. All right? And the Holy Spirit is telling you his voice is really soft. So the other one is so loud. Empty vessels make the most sound, okay? The other one is so loud. And you, you want to listen to that. But you should listen to what the Holy Spirit is talking to you about. And get your peace back. The first thing to do is to... I don't care about the problem. The problem will not just go away. But I need to retain my peace. Because he is the Prince of Peace. Remember the scripture... I just read that scripture. It says, unto us a son is given. I mean, a, a child is born. A son is given. The government will be upon his shoulders. That's Isaiah chapter 9. And then he tells us, of the increase of his government and what? And peace. There shall be no end. Isaiah chapter 9, maybe we'll put it up. Chapter 9, beginning from verse 6. I'm surprised. Not just his government, but peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. The next verse, that's verse 7. Of the increase of his government, I'm, I'm making a point on this, so understand. A child is given. A child is born. Or, and a son is given. He is the prince of peace. But not on, only that. He says of the increase of his government and peace. What? There will be no end. So peace is very important. Retain your peace. You have a foundation of peace. So when trouble comes, forget about the trouble. And because your mind is already troubled, because of the trouble, trouble and trouble, go back to God and get your peace first. Once you've gotten your peace, you've paved the way for God to act. As long as you are still anxious, don't pray. But when you pray, you lose that anxiety. But after prayer, you still have it. Forget about it. Then something else needs to happen. Maybe you need the word. But when you pray to God, God wants that, uh, the anxiety and the fear. And Satan begins to paint all kinds of things in your mind that's going to happen that will never happen. And make you very afraid. And you can't sleep. They're going to kick me out of my house. They're going to possess my car. Oh, what would I do with my children now? They need something to eat. You know, you can't sleep. 
First thing, get your peace back. The trouble is there. But you know the God in whom you believe. And God will take care of the needs. Can I hear an amen? God will help. He's your present help in times of trouble. He's your present help in times of trouble. He's always there. So why did God say that? Will God notice when you have trouble come into your life? (laughs) I bet he noticed. Sometimes before you even notice. He already knew. But it's your present help. He's always there to help you in times of trouble. Why? So that you can retain the peace he gave to you. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of what? Of our peace was upon him. You see how important I retain your peace? Jesus gave us a lot. But then he made it clear. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Are you troubled this morning by something? Whatever it is, everybody is dealing with something. Amen? All of us. But please, retain your peace. Let fear go. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. So when I'm afraid, I've obtained another spirit. Amen. We shouldn't say amen, which is something like that. But, 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 but you know what I'm talking about. But, but when, when, when you're anxious and afraid because this trouble has come into your life, is the trouble bigger than God? But you don't know that. You're still afraid. Oh, what's going to happen to me now? Nothing. When you retain your peace. He was bruised for our transgression. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. After Jesus took that, why should I let go of my peace? Because of trouble. I'm free. That's why I said the first line of battle should be to get back to your peace. And once you have that, the problem is half gone. Because now God comes in, and when the Prince of Peace shows up, all troubles vanish away. All troubles disappear. And then you see the miracle. You got a test, but now you have a testimony. Because you retain your peace. You know, Jesus can be there with you, and trouble will still come. You read in the scripture, in Mark chapter 4, it tells us there that Jesus told, I'm not going to go because of time, Jesus told his disciples, let us go to the other side. And he said, the scripture, you can leave the scripture, I'll just paraphrase it, you can read it. And then they received him as he was. I don't know what you mean. He's still Jesus. They received him into their boat. boat. He was with them, but they received him into their boat. And then, they, not only Jesus and his disciples in the boat, there were other small boats. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever wondered what happened to those small boats? <laughs> they went with him. 
you know what? In all of, all of a sudden, even with Jesus with them. So Jesus can be with you and trouble still come. He's still there. He's still there. He didn't go anywhere. He's still in your boat. Amen. The, tr- the waves were going back and forth, but he was sound asleep. And guess who was anxious? Guess who lost? They, lost, they, lost, they all lost their, fee, their, their, their peace. They became very anxious. And then they went to Jesus. Don't you care that we're going to perish? We are looking at death. And you're still sleeping? When you have peace in times of trouble, you still sleep well. And you snore well. Okay. <laughs> Jesus was sleeping. He said, maybe he wasn't aware of what was going on. <laughs> you think so? He knew what was going on. But then he rebuked the wind. Guess what he says? Peace. What? Be still. Peace. Don't go anywhere. And after that, the waves disappeared. Amen? When the Prince of Peace shows up and he says, Peace! Everything that was troubling you disappears. Now you got peace. Peace, I live with you. They got peace. And then I started to study the scriptures. I wondered what was happening to the, the other small boats. Have you ever thought about that? Did they drown? No. No matter who you are, even if you are new to faith, Jesus knows you. And the peace will always be there. Nobody is going to to be destroyed by trouble coming your way as long as you still trust Jesus in the face of difficulties to retain your peace. Psalm 27, verse 5, it says, For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Is this true? Do we really believe that? But you see, there are going to be times of trouble. Things will change. But when trouble comes, God hides you in his pavilion. He's hiding you. Remember we said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it. And guess what? They're saved. The trouble is still out there. The trouble is still in your life. But you are saved. He's not going to destroy you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that's risen up against me in judgment, the Bible says, condemn it. Just speak the word. This is the heritage of the servants of God. And guess what? I am God's servant. And God says, and their righteousness is of me. In case Satan says, you don't have a right. Well, I got Jesus' righteousness. Can you fight that? Amen. He hides us in his pavilion, in the sacred place of his tabernacle. 
he shall hide us. He shall set me high upon a rock. Where is God's tabernacle? <laughs> Where is God's tabernacle? You. The Spirit of God is there. Amen. And it's the secret place. He hides you there. He's taking care of you. But you, will nev- you should never lose your peace. Because that's the secret place. He keeps you there. These are some of the things I want you to know. This is really interesting. It says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. He says, for by him, that's Jesus, are all things. <laughs> if you can call it something, it's a thing. Amen? Call it whatever name. Like my wife said, it's still a thing. You see, the Bible tells us, for by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth. All things. Visible and invisible. They're all created. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him. And for what? For him. All things. No matter what it is. So that's why you can, you can go back to scripture. The Bible, you connect things together. You remember the scripture? All things do what? Work together for what? They were created for him. And he is in your life. Can I hear an amen? They were created for him. Or what, whatever is happening, visible, dominion, powers, whatever it is that is coming into your life, they were created for you, to help you. All things work together for what? For good to those who love God. To those who are called according to His purpose. All things. No matter what you're going through, don't lose your peace. He's working for you. He's working for you. I can't think about the life of Joseph. We've talked about this. When God gave him a dream as a young man, Joseph could interpret dreams. He knew what all his dreams meant. He won't tell his brothers, but he knew it. But what happened? Troubles came into his life. His brothers hated him for the dreams that God had given to him. They tried to kill him. <laughs> When God has given you a dream, no one can kill you. No devil can overtake your life. Because God has given you that dream. It's in your heart. If you lose your dream, you die. The dream is gone. I mean, your dream dies. It's gone. If you give, give in to fear. But I notice with Joseph, not a word. Not a word. They put him in the pit and they wanted to kill him there. But somebody spoke against it and they brought him out and sold him. In his mind, naturally, he was far from his dreams, right? But that was the past. His troubles 
were creating the path for him to achieve his dream. They were created for him. Can I hear an amen? Now he was in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar didn't realize one day, this young man is going to be my master. Hallelujah. He thought he had a slave. <laughs> but God had another mind, another thing in heart. God had another thing in heart. Amen. And then his wife, you know the story. And then all of a sudden, he's in prison. How low can you go? For most of us, if something like that happens to us, <laughs> my life is over. My life, oh God, I thought, I thought you said this to me. But look now, my life is over. But that wasn't Joseph. Not a word. Joseph didn't lose his peace. Can I hear an amen? He was a happy man. Even in that circumstance. Because everything was working for Joseph. And all of a sudden, they got these two guys from the palace. Hallelujah. The palace gates are beginning to open. And they had trouble. They were sad. Joseph wasn't a sad person. Amen. <laughs> Even in that. He said, why are you sad? Why your countenance cast them? What is going on with you? If Joseph was as sad as they were that, that morning, Joseph's presence gave them joy. Okay? And they, they were sad even in prison. And this day they were not happy. And Joseph noticed, what's happening with you? You guys, you're sad this morning. But Joseph wasn't. And they come to trust Joseph. And from there, God took him. Those things worked out for him. What if those guys were not put in prison? Think about it. How could he have gone to Pharaoh? What if he was in Potiphar's house? How could he have met those people? So let me tell you this. Every trouble that's coming your way is working for you. Can I hear amen? It's working for you. Better days are coming. Greater things are coming your way. Because of these troubles that have come into your life. That's why the book of James says, you know, you should rejoice every time you got some trouble come your way. And he says, I'm happy this morning I found a new trial. And all your friends will think you've lost your mind. But they're working for you, amen? First John Chapter 4, this is something you must know. All those things are working for you because of the one who is in you. The Bible says, you are of God. How many are of God this morning? You are of God. And because you are of God, what? You have overcome all the troubles, amen? (laughs) No matter what they are. You are of God, children, little children, and have overcome them. Everything that Satan has come against your life. You can't see Satan, but you can tell he's working in, against you because of the troubles you are going through. Amen? But God doesn't go after the trouble. He goes after them. So listen to the word. You are of God, little children, and have not going to, you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater 
than he who is in the world. The one in that secret place of your tabernacle. You are the tabernacle of God. He is there. He's protecting you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He will take care of the problem because he is there. The greater one is in you. And the rest of them are on the outside. They don't have the greater one. So you can retain your peace. The greater one is in you. Let me tell you this. As I close in this, with this message. That's part of it. Sometimes when we go through troubles, don't let it disturb you. You seem to like feel I've lost everything. And maybe you feel God's no longer with me. I've blown it and all of that. What do I do now? But the Bible is very clear. Remind yourself if you are a believer. Even if you walk away. Like my wife said this morning, and you've done things, and Karen also talked about this. You think it's all over. No, it's not. Jesus said, if a man has a hundred sheep, a hundred sheep, and one has gone astray. In other words, the remaining 99, they are okay. He leaves the 99 and goes after that one. When you're troubled, don't ever think you're alone. He's left those who are not so much in trouble. He's so close to you. Even when you think that you have blown it and you've wronged him, he's still there. Closer to you than you can ever imagine. Closer to you than you can ever think. He's there, watching everything, saying to you, son, daughter, he's going to be okay. Even when you've wronged him, he still tells you that he whispers to you, I still love you. I still care about you. I still care about your progress. He's going to be well. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Still trust him. Because you're going to rise again. Just as Jesus rose from the dead. You're going to rise again. No matter what the enemy does. Malachi chapter 7 verse 8. Says do not rejoice over me my enemy. When I fall. What? I will rise. You're only having temporary joy because you think you've been successful against me with the troubles you brought into my life. But I will rise. This is speaking of Jesus too. Remember when he died and they put him in the grave? I'm sure all the little demons, (laughs) we got him now, we got him. Ignorant people. Stupid we got him now. Our troubles is ended. We got him killed. It's over now. But Jesus said, after three days, on the third day, I'm rising again. And all of a sudden, the chief demon, you know who he is, he remembers. 
and he knows there is trouble now. Don't rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will rise again. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Even when things are tough. That's why we come, so we can hear the word. So you know, no matter what's going on in your life, God is still on your side. As long as in your heart you haven't said, no, 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 I don't want you God anymore in my life. You have to actually say it. He's still there. More so than you can ever imagine. And he will slowly bring you in. He will send people into your life to encourage you. Listen to them. You think they're talking by themselves. No, God sent them to encourage you so that you can have hope. Never lose your hope. Amen? Never lose your hope. Bow your heads with me today. Pastor George, you please come. Father, thank you that you have given your word to your people, God, and your word will never return to you void. I pray that they will receive more blessings than they can imagine. And I give you praise, O oh God, for doing this for your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for that word. Peace, peace, peace. Thank you, God, for peace. So, I know that some of you here today, or maybe watching online, have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have, but you have been away from God, and you would love to get back to God. Please do not leave this building without making that confession. Please. If that's you in this congregation or praying online that really desires to have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you today. And again, if you have gotten away from God and you would like to rededicate your life to Christ. You have that opportunity today. Please don't leave the doors if you're not sure. If you walked out this door and God forbid something happened, you do not know where you would spend eternity. If you can please bow your heads, please. If you're here today or watching online, I want you to pray with me to receive Jesus Christ. If there's anyone watching online or sitting here in this congregation that wants to make a public confession of Jesus Christ in their faith, can I see your hand right now? Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. And if you would like to rededicate your life to Jesus, please join me in prayer. Please repeat after me. Lord Jesus, right now, I ask you to be my personal Lord and Savior. I confess my sins to you, Lord, and I rededicate my life to you. I believe you died on the cross 
for my sins. You rose on the third day and are seated next to the Father in heaven. Amen. Everyone, thank you for joining us. Please, please be serious with your life because tomorrow is not promised. I hope you have a blessed week. And if you're expecting a job, you're going to get that job. If you're expecting that sickness and that healing to, to be gone out of your life, you will get that. So be bold. Let us go out and never take the word of God for granted. God bless you. You have a blessed week. Thank you.